when you have often people with learning disabilities, there's a lot of freedom and spontaneity. And people, I think because people maybe show their vulnerabilities on the outside, it allows everybody else to be vulnerable in church. And, and again, that thing of spontaneity, and there's such joy at waiting. Hello and welcome to the Together podcast. It's a conversation about faith, justice and how to change the world. I'm Anna and today I'm joined by Matt and Adam. How are you guys both doing? I'm good. It's been wet and cold and miserable where I am, but uh, definitely feeling like winter now. Yeah, I have to agree with you, Adam. It's the, the temperature has just dropped so dramatically. The scarf, the hat, the gloves, they're all going to be coming out very, very soon. Wow, I don't know if it's because I'm working from home, but I don't think I've noticed the temperature change. Have you left your house? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I do actually have a story. I had the most shambolic evening yesterday. So I went out for dinner and then basically didn't realise, but left my purse and keys and like headphones and everything where I was. So I got home and also the dinner ended really late. I got home at midnight. I was on 8% battery. I was like texting a friend being like, can you stay up? Because there's a real big chance I'm going to be like left outside my house at like 12 a.m. Rang the doorbell, called my housemates. No one picked up. Then my phone died. So I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to contact them. So I had to sit outside my house on my laptop trying to iMessage them being like, okay, I'm really sorry. You're going to have to come pick me up. And then eventually someone woke up. But I feel like I went on a night out yesterday. <laughs> I yeah. I got to give you props for your tenacity in in using iMessage on a laptop to try and contact people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, that was my wild story. And uh, yeah, everyone get a portable charger. That was a big problem of mine. That's why it didn't work. Christmas gift sorted. Moving swiftly on, in this episode, we'll be hearing from Celia Meyer, who are part of the Way for Change organisation and church, focusing on building mixed ability friendships and making church a more inclusive space. Before we start this episode properly, I just wanted to make a disclaimer that although our interview is with a mother and her daughter who has learning disabilities. Matt, Adam and I are non-disabled people having a conversation about disability inclusion, although we don't come from the lived experience of what that is like. This comes with its own limitations of not having the lived experience, so we aim to in the future have more of a conversation with people who have disabilities rather than about them. Thank you and hope you enjoy the episode. time for our link up section where we link up the connection between faith and justice whilst chatting to one of you or someone new it's been all the rage at the moment spotify wrapped how many songs have we got are all the christians just listening to worship we don't really know so i wanted to know from you matt and adam do you like spotify wrapped and also were you surprised at what you got I mean, my Spotify wrapped is always pretty boring. Like, it's always pretty the same. Um, I, I don't listen to a lot of music. You know how some people like aren't really into film or aren't really into like theatre or stuff? I'm not really into music. I've got more in the last couple of years, but yeah, I'm not, not that big into music at all. How, how do you feel about it, Matt? So I've actually got a confession to make. Although I do have Spotify access... You're an Apple Music person. No, it's even... <laughs> Your Google Music. It's the one... I am on YouTube Music because I've got uh, YouTube Premium and it comes bundled in. Uh, So, yeah, no Spotify wrapped equivalent over there as of yet. But in terms of what did come up for my Spotify wrapped, I didn't really know any of the artists or any of the songs. So I was just like, huh, maybe someone's hacked my account and they're listening to it. Who knows? I feel like maybe this was 
the worst two people to do this section with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have one, to be fair. What was your aura, Adam? My aura was my top music moods were chill and happy. Mm, I can see that in you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was bold and courageous, but seeing as wow. I listen to like mostly just worship music, I wonder if Spotify's yeah. got like a secret love for praising the Lord. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, worship music generally is pretty bold and courageous, especially certain types, drums, the, the bass guitar and everything. It does kind of give you this sort of epic kind of feeling. Normally my top genres is like worship, Christian contemporary, Christian something else, Christian that. But this time dance pop came up second because wow. i listen to a lot of house music either when i'm running not very often or when i'm working so i'm pleased that i'm not just a worship christian that another genre did come in dance pop's my number one as well I don't listen to a huge amount of worship music on on spotify but worship music was in my was in my top five genres or whatever but dance pop was my number one Ooh, what was your top song sober by childish gambino they're basically all childish gambino songs as well like he's my top artist so. nice <laughs> Well, so Matt, you said that you didn't actually know. Is this kind of a like you're now embarrassed about your raps? So you're saying that you don't know not, the people, even though they're like your absolute loves? No, they're definitely not my loves. I mean, like, Tay I can't even see what the, the full title of my top song is, but it says in a mellow tone. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I'm definitely the wrong person to uh, find. <laughs> no it's fine you know we want to be reaching all members of our audience so there might be some people but yeah who guys are... i just want to say this isn't a spotify plug if you have a music service that you're already using and it's working for you and it makes you happy just just stay that way <laughs> yeah to be fair i did see something which is like it's like a really clever marketing technique of spotify to do this because it gives them way more Literally. promo but then the amount of money artists actually get from spotify is quite shocking so we're basically giving spotify its own free marketing service through this oh yeah definitely i mean there's people who get fomo from not having a wrapped on their service and by people we mean you <laughs> If the Together podcast was your top podcast, send us uh, something on Instagram or someone, and we'll we'll put it on our story. Maybe how's that for a challenge? Yeah, I'm down for that. Or you can just send us a screenshot of it on YouTube Music. <laughs> Is it on YouTube Music? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Much, you know myself. Yeah, tag us if yeah tag us in your auras. If anyone else got bold and courageous, I'd love to connect with you as courageous leaders in this world. Jokes, but yeah, share what you got, and if we featured, and if we didn't feature, then we'll be super sad. But it gives us more. M- momentum for next year well yeah thanks everyone for sharing that and yeah matt hope next year when we do this again you have some more goodies to share about (laughs) we shall see Welcome to our plug-in section, where we plug in about what's going on in the world, offering a perspective based on faith. So this month, with the theme of this podcast, we're talking about Disability History Month. It runs from the 18th of November to the 18th of December, so we're just kind of running up to the end of it. And this year marks the 12th year that it's been celebrated, and it aims to kind of celebrate the lives of disabled people now and in the past, challenge disabledism and all the challenges they face by exploring oppression and achieving true equality. So yeah, I thought it would be interesting to 
share stories of, of people living with disabilities that kind of inspire us. So yeah, go ahead, whoever wants to go first. So I was inspired by Nick Vujicic. I don't know if uh, yeah anyone listening kind of grew up watching his YouTube videos of what he was sharing, but I think he was really passionate about making sure that like kids in schools, if they were getting bullied, that they just knew that like their dignity and worth in who they were. So he was born in Australia to a Serbian family. He has a rare disorder that meant he has an absence of all four limbs. But yeah, he's just now like a massive evangelist and like motivational speaker. He's like founded two different organizations. He founded Life Without Limbs Foundation when he was 17. So I feel like, yeah, just from like the beginning, he's really been going for it in terms of like creating awareness and trying to inspire people. And I recently was watching um, a TED talk of his where he talked about the difference between like the truth over your life and then the lies that other people tell you and what you believe in your mind. And he was really trying to encourage people to keep tuning into truth rather than kind of what other people say about you and like knowing where his identity stands. And I guess a lot of that is rooted in his faith. But yeah, Matt, what, who was your person? So I also <laughs> looked at and found Nick. Uh, Nick is just so incredible. I think what I love about him so much is that he doesn't really let anything stand in his way. He can swim, he can play golf, he can drive a sailboat, he drives a car and everything. He just lives his life to the fullest. He's married as well and he just goes around supporting and helping so many people and just really showing the, the love of God to others and and he's a true evangelist in, in everything that he does. So he's a really inspiring person. I looked at it as, as I've always kind of wanted to be good at sports and physical things and never really been good at any. One guy called Aaron Fotheringham. And essentially, so back in the day when I was a bit younger, I used to do a lot of skateboarding, hanging out at skate parks and things like that. And so so I always liked being good at skateboarding. I never really was. I can do an ollie and that's a, that's about it. Yeah, and but this guy got spina bifida, been in a wheelchair since uh, a super young age kind of adapts um, BMX and skateboarding tricks into like this wheelchair routine so he does grinds he does like jumps and all that kind of thing and at the age of 14 he was the first person to land a backflip which is pretty insane yeah, so I think like what I particularly like about it is there's a lot of sports that are like featured in the Summer Paralympics and things, but this is really like a sport that is just for athletes living with a disability, athletes that uh, use a wheelchair. So yeah, he's really created something for that community that that is really um, accessible for them, basically. Yeah, no, Adam, that's really cool about creating like a sport within its own right. I need to go watch some of those videos. Where did you find out about him? I don't know where I first saw him. I, I was looking for, for sports people and this came up and I realised I'd seen like all the videos of him doing like backflips and stuff in the past. So yeah, there's some there's some really cool videos of like him just trying over and over again, like breaking his wheelchair. So he has to go get like, new bits of his wheelchair out. It's super cool, super inspiring, inspiring, super cool looking as well. So that helps. <laughs> I just want to go check out that double backflip. Thanks for sharing your thoughts about that. We're just uh, now going to throw to the interview with Celia and Maya. Hello, everyone. We're back with another episode. Today, I'm joined with Celia and Maya. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, yeah I'm good. Really good, aren't we? Yeah. There's this running joke that on this podcast we always talk about films. Yeah, Maya was just sharing about how she watched Last Christmas. So if anyone's listening and they want to hear another film, yeah, what would you say your favourite moment was, Maya? 
But I think my favourite moment was when the girl met the really nice man in the film. And I think that was my most favourite part. Yeah, it was a good bit. So if anyone wants to watch it, it's got a bit of romance in it that you might enjoy. But yeah, sorry, Celia and Maya, do you want to like introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'm Celia and um, I'm Maya's mum and I've got four pretty grown up children now and... I come from a background of uh, being a child psychotherapist, but also co-founded WAVE, which is we're all valued equally. Felt led to that after having Maya, who's my third daughter, who uh, has learning disabilities. So yes, that was, I felt very much called by God to do something for including people with learning disabilities and us all mixing up together. Yeah. And I'm Maya. And I'm one of my mum's children and I really love doing work experience at the Wave Cafe. Awesome. Yeah, so you guys have mentioned Wave. Is it a church? Is it an organisation? Yeah, what's Wave Church and how do you see it? Yeah, it's kind of evolved really. Wave stands for We're All Valued Equally. And Benice and I are both committed Christians, but the organisation Way for Change very much welcomes people of all faiths, of no faiths, um, you know, it's for everybody. And within that, we have Wave Church, um, which my co-founder, Bernice, has been running. And and now we've got a a great team as well for that. And I run the Challenge Group, which is um, a play group and support group for families with a baby or child with additional needs and their siblings. And we meet weekly. And it's just to really have a normal play group. Uh, Families can have free massage and we have homemade cakes and tea and coffee. And a local florist gives us flowers every week. So um, it's a really nice, yeah, it's a lovely community feel. And just for people to feel a bit pampered, really, which is great. And then also there's Wave Cafe, which has grown out of Wave. And that's every Thursday and Friday on two days a week. And that's what you cook at that, don't you, Maya? Yeah, because I do a lot of really good cooking when I'm at the Wave Cafe. So I'm in the kitchen a lot. And I just really love serving people. And I really love talking to everyone there as well, because I'm a really sociable person. And I really love talking to all of my friends. And I love making new friends as well. Mm. And the cafe, the whole ethos of Wave and and Wave for Change is about doing things with people and not for them. So I I think our mindset has often been that we're doing things for people, particularly with learning disabilities. And it's amazing how God turns things upside down and you often find you're being, uh, he's healing you through the people you thought you were out to help. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, very much the model. I I was thinking, you you know, with Jesus, he never just did things for people. He always asked them for something like, you know, Zacchaeus, he wanted to come to his house for tea or he asked the Samaritan woman for a drink of water. And I just I love that. And, And that's very much the wave ethos is that we do things together. 
Yeah, I yeah, I think that's really important. Even just for charity work as well, it can be a very much like us and them and we come and help. But yeah, I mean, we're all called with great purpose. Like one of our family friends, sadly he died, but he had cerebral palsy. And one time at a baptism, he just put his hand on someone else and turns out he healed them of like a long-term illness. Yeah, the parents didn't know until like a year later. So it's just really cool. Like God doesn't need yeah. specific standards or something. Like he just uses whoever he wants to. Maya, I am an awful cook. Like I'm really, really bad. Um, so the fact that that can be like your great gift to church spaces is awesome because sadly I don't have that kind of gifting do you have like a favorite Uh, favorite meals you cook or any highlights well my favorite thing to cook is probably I really love making pesto pasta that's Mm. one of my favorite things to make and I love making different types of cake so I love making always a favorite I love making chocolate brownies and I love making fairy cakes as well so um, there's a lovely lady who comes to do baking with me at the wave cafe every Thursday afternoon and I really love making different cakes with her do you have an opinion on like fruit cake or fruit cookies do you like raisins Um, and stuff oh well actually I do like having fruit cake and different cakes and cookies with fruit in them but I think I would say I'm mainly a person who loves having chocolate in cake sweetest cake (laughs) (laughs) yeah my mum always says that she has like her pudding stomach and then her like main meal stomach and I don't know why maybe it's genetic but I've grown up with that same passion more for desserts than for like other food I have to come and visit and yeah try some of these meals I think also what you're saying Celia about really feeling like this was a response to God's calling that's awesome because I think yeah when you know God's intended it to happen like there's so much peace and authority that you're stepping into like more of his will and purposes but sadly like across the UK and like in a lot of churches we still have a really long way to go when it comes to being accessible and yeah just like truly being what the kingdom is whatever that looks like so yeah I love your vision about encouraging like mixability friendships and just the different things that you and Maya are getting involved in and with Bernice as well I'd love to hear any like stories or examples or just highlights of doing it how long have you been doing it so far and yeah what have been your favorite moments yeah so I think with with church with with uh trying to help churches be more accessible we are soon to be launching wave in a box that's to help others interested in exploring the possibility of starting inclusive social and worship activities in their communities Mm. and so very much if there are people listening who'd like to be inclusive more in church we would love to chat to people and yes again I think when Maya was at church first it was she wouldn't really be able to understand any of it it was really you know it's so verbal at church often so that that led us to think about that really of making things more accessible and my friend Bernice was already running way church which again it's very much a mixed abilities team so it's about having people at the root of all abilities to plan the services and to lead them and make the church very visual so the services are actually much more fun than a lot of church and Mm -hmm. um, it's very spontaneous because people will always speak their mind and um, you know sometimes call out and and it's funny you know there's a lot of laughter at church which is great I think we again you know Benice said that maybe 
maybe also she had the mindset of first of all doing church for people with learning disabilities but now God's helped her understand it's with and a lot of people come to that service because they get so much from it and a lot of people from all different churches like the Methodist Church, Catholic, Baptists, you know everybody comes together and there aren't kind of the same boundaries that there sometimes are you know those barriers we mm. pushed up. Uh, one family came with their young son I think he was in his 20s she said it was the first time she'd felt he was really properly welcomed anywhere and wow. you know asked what his name was and, and I think someone had shook his hand or something it was pre-COVID <laughs> and simple things like that I think can be life-changing for people you know you don't really have to do anything complex but I think it's a lot about having a heart of expectation for people yeah 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 no that's really true Maya what would you say some of your favorite parts of church are well I absolutely love my favorite thing is when I'm singing to all of the worship songs at church because I could literally spend hours just like just praising God and just by Mm. singing the different worship songs and I also really love I absolutely love listening to all of the talks at church and I think I would say if I had the choice either to to be in church all day or to be at home and just not really do anything then I'd absolutely love to be in church all day if if I had the choice because I always feel really encouraged when I go to church and I absolutely love hearing about God and Jesus. Mm, I think you're probably convicting a lot of people with your joy and passion but yeah other people might want to be sitting watching tv or something so just love that church is like the place that you want to be at. It reminds me of that scripture about like when Jesus says there'll be joy in his house of prayer and like when we're you know joy is like a really integral part of what the church is and when the holy spirit moves yeah there's supposed to be joy because it's fun like worshiping god is fun so yeah you're just really encouraging me and my like praise Mm. of that as well yeah i've noticed that of when you have often people with learning disabilities there's a lot of freedom and spontaneity and people i think because people maybe show their vulnerabilities on the outside it allows everybody else to be vulnerable in church and and again that thing of spontaneity and there's such joy at wave church it's yeah it's it's really fun isn't it yeah and again you like the cake at the end too Uh, yeah (laughs) which always goes that way yeah because I also (laughs) especially love the tea and cake there yeah it's the secret spiritual gift tea and cake our church is doing it again and everyone just flocks around the table (laughs) just wanted to plug again the wave in a box if you look up waveforchange.org.uk you know we're wanting to share a toolkit with people to encourage and enable more mixed ability places in the heart of people's communities so yes so please get in touch with us if you'd like and I was going to say as well I think for us as a family I think Maya went to a mainstream school at one stage and it was a very lonely experience and I think a lot of schools say that they're inclusive but nobody invites you after school to things or and I would say through wave my you've got really good friends haven't you yeah Um, people you yeah a proper friendships Mm. 
and it's been a real, a very rich experience, I think, both ways round for young people who don't have learning disabilities. But just I've got one friend who she said I, I she used to go jogging with Maya and she said I'd often arrive feeling extremely anxious. And then having done a half hour jog with Maya, um, who's very much living in the moment and um, on the whole, fairly happy, mm. aren't you? You appreciate yeah. things. She said, I always feel better after the jog. And I thought that was really, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Maya, again, 30 minute jog. I can't do that. So oh. <laughs> very impressive <laughs> you as well <laughs> when it comes to that. I think I've really realized in the last year, just like love is one needs like supernatural help from Jesus, but love goes really deep. Like Jesus idea of love is patient and kind and it really perseveres and kind of really gets to know each other. And that's where it's built from rather than this coffee once or that kind of thing. So yeah, just from your, both your perspectives, like what do you think deep biblical friendship is and yeah, how do you make sure you love well? Yeah, I think what you said, I think it's about dwelling with one another and it's staying with people for the long haul and yeah it's very easy to be tokenistic and uh, Mm. all the rest of it but I I think for me as well I think doing something in a team or doing a shared activity is is a really great way to deepen relationships because yeah you're doing something together and and I think that's a, a big thing and also I guess about becoming known that again you know what I say I feel when I go to Wave Cafe I can really be myself and I can arrive you know if I've had a bad day or um, if I want to cry or whatever it's Mm. absolutely fine there and no one turns a hair really you know it's you just arrive as you are and so there's an honesty and openness about that I don't know what do you think Maya well I think I would say well like say if you're well this is kind of similar to what my mum has said but whenever you go to any church then say if you're having like a bit of a bad day then even if you're feeling sad then you can just then when you go to church then no one will like judge you and and when you go to church then you can kind of feel however you want to feel Mm -hmm. and if you're feeling happy when you go to church then you can feel happy so I guess kind of just being yourself sometimes is uh, then that can also be really good and you don't have to worry about if you're feeling really happy or if you're feeling really sad and you can just be yourself and that's why I like it when I go to when I go to wave then I also like it that no one will judge you like even if you're feeling sad or happy and you can have whatever feeling you want to feel Mm. I've seen that thing to a friendship of um I so feel that Maya is really celebrated at Wave Church and and everybody and and also at the challenge group too. I think that's a huge experience for new families when they come in and their babies are very genuinely celebrated uh, and loved and you know mm. and and that thing of that bit feeling valued which can be very difficult for new parents and yeah just the reactions people 
people might make, not uh, intentionally being mean or anything like that or unkind. But I, I think people have said before that they really can relax at, at the challenge group. They, they just feel that, um, you know, if their child has a wobbly or uh, has autism and, you know, is is doing some behavior that might be quite noisy or something that they don't worry. They, they feel they're not judged and, you know, we all help one another. But yeah, that's really important. I think we all want spaces where there's freedom and you can be yourself, but actually being the person that turns up as yourself with the tears or like it doesn't always happen. So I think the fact that you guys can model that culture and that's what you've created is a really beautiful, genuine reflection of the church, I think. So yeah, yeah, it just sounds like you guys are awesome and what you're doing and like, yeah that there's a real like deep love and integrity that you guys are working off and I'm sure that speaks wonders to people who yeah may not know Jesus yet of like this is what it looks like to be part of yeah a place where everyone is welcome and everyone's part of the family I guess there'll probably be people listening who think you know like this sounds great I want to model that I want to be able to be part of that in my church or like I've definitely been in churches this isn't talked about enough so people don't know what to do so you talked about wave in a box but are there other ways where you know even just like one person in a church can make sure that they celebrate and they are that person that changes the yeah the culture yeah I think um just having someone maybe at the door or or looking out to welcome any families and what I'd like to say to people is please don't worry because I used to be quite fearful and prejudiced you know and I I find that feel God's really changed my heart but I think we can often worry about saying or doing the wrong thing but it's so amazing just to be welcomed with a smile and a hello and you know I think maybe greeting the person sometimes people with disabilities people more turn to the parent or carer but even if Mm. that person can't answer for themselves it's lovely to be met and and welcomed and yeah just to feel again that thing I mentioned before about the heart of expectation which I think Jesus talks about that in the Good Samaritan that sometimes it's through those that you might least expect to receive salvation that you know (laughs) God dwells in everybody and uh, yeah I think just just having that view and yeah being being friendly really I think it's it's quite simple really yeah but Maya I was just wondering like as yeah to other young people like we're all about kind of showing that we're leaders and we can be part of the change and just encouraging Uh each other on our walk with Jesus what would you say to other young people of like what they could do not necessarily sorry to do with anything specific but how would you encourage other young people to keep walking out their faith and yeah pursuing God well I think I would say that so say if you're if you're someone who doesn't believe in God then I guess maybe like kind of encouraging them to talk to their friends who do believe in God and maybe to encourage them to kind of ask questions about God and Jesus and about the different things in the Bible, then maybe just people who believe in God, maybe just to keep on encouraging all of your other Christian friends to keep on like growing their relationship with God in Jesus and just to keep on praying to God in Jesus and getting to know them more. Maya's a very faithful prayer 
prayer and she prays every night for even you know ex-boyfriends of my daughters or you know they're all on the list every night (laughs) and um, it challenges me a lot like you'll listen sing worship songs won't you often through the day whilst I'm watching something crummy on the tv (laughs) And, and actually even from when you were little I remember you once asking the shoe shop lady oh. if they knew God and I would always say to you do you know God but she'd say it in such a lovely way that people would respond and not feel threatened mm. by it so yeah I was gonna say it sounds like there's a real evangelist gifting in you in terms of how you share God and even yeah I love that if there are people who don't know God listening to this then yeah just that encouragement to get to know him Maya because you're an amazing prayer would you mind praying for other people listening to this yeah whatever you want to pray oh, for them for dear God thank you for everyone who are listening to this right now and please help the people who don't believe in you who are listening to this please help them to fill your presence with them and please help them to get to know you a lot more and to and to talk to other people who believe in you and please also help all the people who do believe in you to grow their relationship more with you and please help them to keep on praying to you and to keep on reading their bible more amen amen thank you so much yeah the only thing I didn't say which maybe I should have mentioned was that way for change is about trying to bring inclusive spaces and communities to a wider reach so yeah we've obviously started what we're doing in Muswell Hill but we feel God's vision is to have more spaces like this Um, it's a little bit of heaven on earth I think yeah he obviously wants his kingdom everywhere yeah (laughs) when Maya was praying I was thinking that for a lot of young people especially listening that you know we can often feel well left out or lonely but also that thing of our differences and we can feel sometimes we don't fit in or belong and I just love the way that God loves differences and celebrates that yeah so I guess that would be my prayer yeah thank you so much uh yes please do look for waveforchange.org.uk and just have a look at us and we would love you to join our movement for change well thanks guys it's been yeah it's been really cool Brilliant. to chat thanks so much Anna Thanks both of you for sharing and Maya for your prayers as well. And yeah, everything. Yeah, (laughs) you did it brilliantly. Thank you ever so much. Yeah, that was a great interview with Celia Myers. It was really good to get to know kind of Myers' experience, but then also Celia's as well and hear about all the different activities that Wave Church is doing. But yeah, I want to know, as always, what stood out to you, Matt and Adam, when you were listening? Yeah, I guess for me, I just really love that it sounds like the community come together to support the initiative as well. Those are people, you know, like the florists donating flowers to just make the space even more beautiful. And just even how they're all about making sure that everyone feels like they belong, no matter how old they are as well. So even parents with their, their babies as well, they're all loved by God and they're all important to God. 
Yeah, I think I think that part was really touching where they were talking about, you know, these families coming together with their young children and how there was that they then kind of had that space where they felt like they weren't being judged or weren't. I think a lot of time it's almost unconscious like things that people are saying because they just they just don't know what the right thing is to say. Whereas if you're in a room with people who are all experiencing that or it's experiencing similar things. Yeah, I think that can be really powerful. I really like the the just like the sheer joy that they they clearly had um, in the church. I think we could learn a lot from how they run their church, rather than it just being this this church for people living with disabilities. Yeah, and I think their vision was to make yeah, like they were saying, it doesn't just stop with Wave Church, but actually they've got like that toolkit, Wave in a box, to then reach other places. I think along the same lines about kind of like how the services run, like when she was saying about they had a friend who their kid has autism, and kind of that like the piece that they don't have to worry about if they speak loud or something, or if there's an interruption in like worship that that's going to be something that other people will frown upon and I've definitely seen sometimes in church spaces like when someone's like loud everyone turns to them and just can really alienate and I think it's like actually you know the kingdom of God is like every single person so how we worship could be different but that's great and trying to really allow that difference to be celebrated as yeah as Celia was saying in that way as well also Maya's praying just like really challenged me about being like a prayer warrior because I don't think I'm always consistent about like before I go to bed praying for specific people even about like the ex-boyfriends and stuff and still covering them in grace i just thought that was really cool yeah i think there's so much to to learn i remember like even in in past churches i've been in where there have been people that have those kind of like shouting out things when when the pastor's talking and asking questions that realistically i wanted to know the answer to as well but i just like i had too much of british politeness and hesitant to to say anything or make myself you know be seen whereas this guy was just happy to to ask the question and and the pastor was more than happy to answer it and everybody kind of came away with a better experience because we had actually really understood what was being talked about what we also need to understand is that the same holy spirit that works in one person is going to work in another person and so it's everybody can have an experience with god and everyone can also be used by god so and i really love that story that you shared although it's it's quite sad and unfortunate that they've passed now but of of your family friend that touched somebody in a in a service and that that healed that person of something that they they were living with as well so god can literally use anybody to do anything and even when we're talking about nick earlier god is using nick to yeah share the good news with people all over the world and i think it's like bringing your experiences into your walk of faith like it's not just like you leave yourself at the door at church and then you kind of become this clone it's that like god really moves throughout all of our lives and like all of that is a rich expression of like how yeah he wants to meet other people they were saying that they've yeah like built this really inclusive community but i was just wondering what do you guys think that like in our own churches we should be making sure that we're like talking to our leaders about or just making it more inclusive it's it's an interesting question because i don't think uh, i mean i'm sure there have been examples of this but in in churches that i've been to i didn't think if the pastor or whoever the leaders were asked to make it more inclusive 
they wouldn't necessarily not do that. But I think there's almost a, an, they're not aware that this accessibility is really even an issue. Like it needs to be more, you know, please come to us if you have anything that you would think we could make better for the service if you need, you know, for your accessibility. You know, you need to really invite people to do that. But yeah, really inviting people to, to try and, you know, to voice their opinions to what would make um, the services and everything that the church does more accessible. And I think for me in my current church context, we worship in a cinema. So from an accessibility point of view, the cinema's already got that all sorted. What we do in our services, though, is we've got multiple screens. Uh, We've got a main screen where everything's really loud and quite intense, but they also have other screens where the music is a bit lower and it's a bit softer, a bit more of a quieter atmosphere for people who maybe can't take sort of like that level of intensity. But also there's space in the screens ready for people who may be less able-bodied to go up the stairs and things like that. But yeah, there's there's always ways that people can be more inclusive and, and do more for those who um, are attending. It's just about sharing what knowledge we have and I really like the fact that Wave Church offers that to others as well. Yeah our church currently doesn't have any lyrics for um, like when we sing worship and I think that's like it's it's a hard like technical problem to get that but at the same time it just means like if someone is deaf or if you have a learning disability it's like harder to engage so I think it's like even if there's just one person in your church that might like need that and there's probably more let's be honest especially if yeah we really like think about it but it's like going for that one and being like your experience in this church is just as important as everyone else's so if yeah if we can help you then how and it just reminds me of like you know when Jesus goes out for the one and leaves the 99 like his priority has always been to like value like every single person but yeah I guess it's like where the conversation's coming from because if your leadership is full of people who are non-disabled then I don't think it would necessarily be on their radar although it should be so yeah it's just like checking that out as well if you have accepted Christ and you've accepted grace that he's offered freely given then you should be able to belong to a church uh, and feel like you belong, not feel like ignored or you're not greeted in the same way as everyone else. Yeah, there should be the same amount of love shown for each and every single member. Mm. I think in in the interview as well, they, they talked about someone coming and feeling like they're all their parents saying that this was the first time they had ever been like really, truly welcomed and felt like they had belonged. And I think that's a a big like thing that must be huge like even for that for the parents that must be huge to see you know to have seen your your child struggling to feel and feel belong belonging in somewhere to then go somewhere and it be so like innate and natural like that must just be incredible and how that that's god isn't it like that is the best sort of testimony to god's love and things is that's exactly it isn't it Mm. yeah I thought that was really powerful, that story. Yeah, it must have been a powerful moment of restoration to be going through churches where you don't feel that and then to be in one, which does, you know, what Celia was saying, it's a little bit of like heaven on earth as well, like widening our idea of like who belongs and just like, yeah, looking at the communities that we're part of and because in what she was saying of like, even though like Maya was at school and they tried to be like inclusive, she still wasn't invited to like birthday parties. So I, I think it's that, you know, who is coming to the table, like who is invited into our homes. And yeah, does that reflect how God sees community or does that reflect our natural instincts of who we like hang out with? I'm challenging myself as well in saying that. It's a challenge for us all. Well, yeah, thanks both of you so much for what you've shared today and just the discussion that we've had. And thank you to anyone listening. 
thank you so much for joining us for our final episode of 2021. Thank you for listening to all of the different episodes, hearing from our speakers and people sharing their wisdom. And we hope that you have a couple of favourites. You can catch us again in 2022 with some new episodes sharing fresh wisdom all about how faith and justice come together and how we can be part of the change we want to see in the world. As always, feel free to like and subscribe so you get notified when the next episode is out and catch us on our Instagram at wearetearfund. We hope you have an amazing Christmas, spending time with family and just enjoying the fact that Jesus was born and the joy that comes with that. Have a great Christmas!